In the fourth of the Aseris Adibros, the Mitzvah keeps Shabbos, the Pesach says as follows, You shall not do any work, you, your son, your daughter, your slave, your maidservant, your animal, and your convert. What does the Pesach mean when it says, your convert? As if to say that I could somehow possess one, like everything else that the Pesach delineates. I am Sheoli Karsh, and this is Karsh on the Parsha. Okay, so Parsha Tisro. There is a, an idea that when Mashiach comes, we're going to be flown on Khan Fenisharim. Is that somewhere in Navi? No. It's or is, it says by Mashiach? Right, but Mashiach. But Mashiach. I'm talking about the Gula, the third. What? Fine, but I'm saying that's where it comes from, where we say, oh, we're, when Mashiach comes, we're going to be flown on the wings of eagles. Because we were. Because we were. The night of, uh, night, amazing. So anyways. Right. So, do, and people take that literally, right? People literally believe. Some Airplanes. But we literally believe. Like some people are like, no, it's literal. So that was exactly what I wanted to bring up that we have in the Pasuk here in Yisro. It says, You saw what I did to Mitzrayim. And that I carried you, I brought you on wings of eagles, to, and I brought you to me. Carry your wings of eagles. So did Hashem actually carry them on wings of eagles? Uh, You're nodding your head, yes? Not according to Rashi. Well, but, no, uh, he didn't really, so now he had covered. Rashi explains that the Rashi... Oh, yeah, he says, Rashi says, Rashi says, Rashi says it's Kinesher, yeah, it's like wings... Kinesher Hanosei goes about Knafam and gives a whole muscle about why is an eagle different than other birds? Because it carries it above instead of underneath. So it's interesting. What? Yeah. So it's just interesting. You see, like, uh, you see, like that things in the Torah just gives you like a license that when you find other things in the Torah that are literal, or that says like Hashem did this or I'm going to do this or that this happened or whatever. Again, obviously you have to be very careful, but it just gives you a little bit of a license of. That okay, it didn't actually. Uh, Shem carried us on the wings of his eagle, uh, on his wings. He's an eagle. He so obviously it's a metaphor. And so similarly, I was just thinking. My father was bothered by this uh, this question. It says in the beginning in Bereshis and Noach, and also by Yaakov. It says, "Pruvu miluas aretz, be fruitful, multiply, and fill up the earth." So my father was always bothered by like what what is filling up the earth. When have you when have you accomplished filling up the earth? Like, like guys, I, this is going to be a successful year when I fill up this room. So, how many people do I need to fill up this room? Four. Four, right? There's actually a hundred people in here. Here, 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 here. Why? Why is there an echo? That's why they put more people. Yeah, I was expecting a hundred people. Okay, so. Yeah, so Milo's art. So then, so that I was thinking about that question for a while, and then it actually comes up in Shemos. It says that the Jewish people in Mitzrayim were so, there were so many of them that they filled up the earth. So again, you see this concept of like, just like, okay, what does it mean filling up the earth? Okay, it just means like there's a lot of people, there's enough people that it feels like there's something happening here. So um, that idea. We have, first of all, Shkacha Pratis, we're about to talk about the Aseris Dibros. Sefer Haredim, so I'm, I was just preparing for because I'm giving the Chabur tomorrow for Sefer Haredim, and he talks about the mitzvahs that have to do with, uh, with the mouth. He divides up the mitzvahs into different limbs and stuff like that. So 
it kind of, I, don't, I don't know if this bothered other people, but there are people that talk about the Aseris Dibras and they say that the, the entire Torah could be, these are just the categories and the entire Torah could be divided up into subcategories from, from these 10. I think Rav Haidon or Rasadigon says that, Rasadigon says that, that the entire Torah is encapsulated in, in the Aseris Dibros. So it's like very interesting. Like if I would have asked you to tell me the Aseris Dibros, I think everybody would have had a different list than the actual Aseris Dibros. <laughs> no, like two things that stood out to me were I get Shabbos, I get don't murder, don't commit adultery. But then there's like, don't testify falsely against your friend. So I just thought that was interesting. And don't say Hashem's name in vain. Okay, they're both obviously important things not to do. So I was preparing for the Sefer Haredim, and the first two mitzvahs are <laughs> these two. I just thought that was cool. So Hashem's, lis- Hashem's listening. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's starting off. With the, I'm going to look at the. Right. I'm going to look at the Aseris Dibros. Nice. We have the fourth of the Aseris Dibros is Shabbos Kodesh. Exactly. So it says Zachar Shema Shabbos Likacho Sheishes Yamin Tavod Vosisa Komalachdecha. On the seventh day, you shall rest, and it says. Do not do any malacha. You, your son, your daughter, your servant, your maidservant, your animal, and vegercha, and your ger. You, wait. Whoa. Your ger? What does it mean, your ger? Everything else I understand. You could own, you could have, take possession of everything else. And then it says vegercha. What's your ger? Should have said just, and the ger. Should also. I mean, I don't even know why it says ger. Because he's Jewish, like everybody else. And that comes up a lot. In the Torah, that it says, and the Ger and the Ezra are the same. Obviously, the Ger is Jewish. So I knew somebody was going to say Ger Toshav. So I don't remember which Rishon, but there is a Rishon. I thought it was the Ramban, but he says it, it means it's talking about Ger Emes, uh, not a Ger Toshav. And Amir Toshem, I'll look into that. But also, a Diak in the Pasuk, why it's not a Ger Toshav, is maybe because first it talks about uh, a Ger Toshav is basically a, your slave, right? The guy, but he's doing but he lit, and he just. He's not allowed to keep Shabbos. If he's, he's a guy. He's a guy. He's not allowed to keep Shabbos. Why is he called a ger toshav? Okay, so maybe you could, you could still say this idea with a ger toshav, but either way, so uh, going with the idea that it's an actual convert. So the question is, why is it? Why is he your ger? He's just a ger. So I wanted to suggest that we have. We know that in Gemara. We have uh, this, this term, Geret. So that comes up, that means that a Ger, somebody who converts, is like a child. So that comes up in Halacha, that, oh, he's, now he's, he's not related to any of his siblings, uh, his non-Jewish siblings, and a lot of other Halacha things that come up. But Hashkafically, it just means that a person who converts is a child. So by saying Gercha, your Ger, the Torah is alluding to the idea that the same way that you would take care of your child, you would take care of a friend, the Torah is telling you that you need to make sure to take care of the ger, the convert, mm-hmm. because he is literally a child. And you could have a person who's a full-grown adult and he looks like he's capable. He's a very smart person, but in terms of ruchnius, in terms of being Jewish, he has no idea what he's doing. He feels lost and alone and he just became Jewish and separated from his family, potentially. He doesn't have any family. So this person is 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 like a child. So the same way you want to take care of your child, you want to take care of your of, of this person. It really extends, it's not just a convert, it's, this really extends, it's not just a gear, this idea of, of it's just, it's anybody that, hey, you have to translate it to Hebrew. 
And I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so somebody showed me, I, I shared this idea with him last year, and he showed me a Rashi in Mishpatim, next week's Parsha. Ah. So the Pusik says, and again, why, is, why do I have to be, again, he's your gear, right? So the, the Torah says like, I think 36 times, something like that, um, um, a lav, a prohibition against um, hurting a gear, um, making fun of them, afflicting pain. So all these different things. And it says, and then it says, I think there are three times in the Torah where it says you have to love someone. You have to love Hashem. You have to love your friend like yourself. And you have to love a gear. The three times that it says you shall love someone, one of them is a gear. Why? Because he's he's sensitive, vulnerable. He's uh, he's alone. He needs extra care. He's and you have to make sure to give him that extra love. So a pasuk in Mishpatim it says v'ger lo sona. Don't afflict the ger. This is in Mishpatim chaf beis pasuk beis pasuk chaf. So it says v'ger lo sona v'lo silchatena. Don't oppress or afflict the ger. Why? Because you are a ger in Mitzrayim. That's interesting. The convert, don't afflict the convert because you were a in Mitzrayim. What does that mean? I was a convert in Mitzrayim? No. So what does Rashi say? Rashi kind of is alluding to this question. He says, Kol Lashon Ger, anytime it says Ger, it's Adam Shalom Nolad Ba'osa Medina. It's a person that was not born in this place. And really, he was born somewhere else and he comes to a new place. So a Ger is not just limited to the idea of a convert. A Ger is any person that is in a new place and Therefore, he feels uncomfortable alone. He doesn't know. He doesn't know anybody yet. So this, uh, every person who joins a new workforce, he joins a new kolel, he joins a new shul. Any situation where a guy is joined something new, he is a ger. So Rashi is telling you that. So you have an obligation. The Torah is telling you gercha. You have to make him yours. Oh, he, he doesn't fit your personality. You're not going to become best friends with this guy. Who cares? This guy just joined your kolal. This guy just joined your workforce. He's he's on your sales team and he's a new guy. He's uncomfortable. He doesn't know anybody. And he feels lost and alone. He doesn't know how everything works yet. You have a responsibility to make him yours. It's your project. You make him feel comfortable as much as you possibly can. If I have to miss a ger, love him <clears throat> as much as you possibly can. That's the just just from Ger Cha. Um, lastly. It says, last idea. Don't worry, a few ideas within the idea. So, um, we have a little bit later. So, yeah, right after you finish the Aserah Zebras, what does the Pasuk say? This is Perak Chaf, Pasuk Tezvav. It says, V'chol ha'am ro'am esakolos. The nation saw the thunder. Interesting, saw the sounds. V'salapidim, v'is kol ha'shofer. The sound of the shofer. As Har Ashen by Yaram, and this is just focusing on the end of the Pasak, by Yaram by Yanu'u by Yamdu Meirachok. And the nation saw by Yanu'u by Yamdu Meirachok. They swayed back and forth, right? They, they shook, they swayed, and they stood from afar. The Katzka Rebbe says, that says by Yanu'u by Yamdu Meirachok. So he said that you could, you, you could see that you could have somebody that's davening and chuckling by Yamdu Meirachok, and they're still mm-hmm. far from Hashem. So, so <clears throat> we know that there are a lot of people that chuckle during davening, a lot of people that chuckle while they're learning. So there's a big discussion about chuckling while you're davening, whether or not you should chuckle or not chuckle. Some people say that you should not chuckle. And I, I believe it's that because you're standing in front of Hashem, 
and he's your king, so shuckling might be like a little bit of like a bizon or whatever to like shuckle back and forth. You have to stand there. And so there are, then there are other people that say, no, you should shuckle. And it says, it says in Tehillim, I believe, just all my bones are saying, who are you? So when you're shuckling, you're expressing that idea of there are many reasons why people say you should shuckle. Well, for some people, yeah, you're saying, well, it could be that you're, right, did you train yourself? But maybe you trained yourself to concentrate by, by doing that, but that helps you concentrate. It could be that you were... Always when you do s- some... Uh, uh, movement or... or like a kiss Anything that, like, helps to... Anything that you're... you're, you're like maybe I'm, during contractions, it helps you to be, like, uh, some type of, like, beat, no? So they say, I, I don't know, I don't know how you call it, but, like, like to think... In a like, rhythm, like in a rhythm. Yeah, it so gets you into it. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. So you're okay. That's right. The idea of like I'm getting really into it. Yeah, when you're shaking back and forth, you're obviously like getting your blood pumping. But the kuzari is a really interesting, very interesting reason for shuckling. So he says the kuzari at Ruhuda Levi. Yeah. So we were Zoha to learn a few years ago. So the kuzari says something fascinating. He says that they uh, they didn't have a lot of sedurim, so they had to share. So you'd have, what they would do is they would have a bunch of people that would stand in a circle and you'd have one sitter in the middle. And what happened was that you would have one guy that would, that would bend over to look in. He would stand back up. Then the next person would bend over. And then it looked like people were swaying back and forth because you'd have everybody just bend down to look at the sitter, stand back up in a circle. Wow. So, and monkey see, monkey do. So people, when they would see that, they would just start to do that also. And that's how shuckling started. Wow. The Kuzari. So he got a lot of, there was a lot of criticism. The Rackham Engine said, um, gave some sharp criticism. He said that it would have been better for him not to say that shot. <laughs> Rackham Engine. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was just an unbelievable shot. Wow. My father. That's really old. What? Just, yeah, the Kuzari. So well, the Kuzari. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, well, also, so we'll get to. To learning, but just also my father, I forgot who he said this, Bashem. It could be his own idea or he mentioned it, Shame someone, but he said that when you're when you're when you're swaying back and forth by davening, you're shuckling. So it's this idea of Ava and Yira, this combination of Ava and Yira is supposed to have for Hashem. So when you go forward, it's showing the Ava that you have for Hashem. And when you step back, it's okay, I'm also have this Yira for Kodesh Baruch Hu. So that could be this. That could be why they were that the Taich of Vayanu also by Arsini that they were they wanted to get close to Hashem because they wanted that closeness that Devikas, but at the same time they were so scared. So <clears throat> the Baal term actually says. So even though there is a discussion about whether or not by davening you should shuckle, every all, all the posts can say that for that when you're learning you should shuckle when you're learning. It's not just oh that people happen to shuckle while they're learning and oh okay it's interesting. You're supposed to shuckle, and that's why people shuckle. That's where it came from. And the Baal Turma says it, that Vayar Ha'am Vayanu'u says the Baal Turma, Al-Kain Misnanim B'Shaz Limar HaTorah L'Fish HaTorah Nitna Be'ema B'Reses U'Bazea. So it's interesting. I just, I don't know if I have an answer. I can't answer. see the words when I'm shuckling. Like, what? can't see the words. I'm like, That's why you have to hold the safer and move it with you. Uh, That's the trick. <laughs> but... Um, or like with the women that like they put the sitter like on their face, so they're anyway saying it by heart, and then they're. But um, but what I thought was interesting is that because you're it's be'ema because they were be'ema aggressive with Zaya by Harsinai, that's a reason to shuckle. So I thought that was interesting because 
when you're davening, you're also standing there be'ema uviyira, and it, I think that is the reason why they tell you not to shuckle is because because you're standing in front of Hashem, and you're standing in front of the melech, don't shuckle. But if the whole thing is ema, then like we see by the Torah, then maybe you should shuckle for that reason. But anyways, those are the ideas I wanted to share with you. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, yeah. Amazing job.